In this episode, we are getting grim and talking about HD remakes and remasters. Let's do it. What's up, companion? I'm your host, Tom Tate, and I'm on a mission to trim and prioritize my ever-growing backlog, and I can't do it without your help. So I've hand-selected 30 games for my backlog. Each day, we'll take a good look at a single game and evaluate if it's worth playing or ditching at the end of the month. I'm going to pick 10 games to play over the next few months, 10 games to set aside for another day, and 10 games to purge completely. Never going to play those games. And today, we're taking a look at Grim Fandango Remastered. Let's go. Something's rotten in the land of the dead, and you're being played for a sucker. Meet Manny Calavera, travel agent at the Department of Death. He sells luxury packages to souls on their four-year journey to eternal rest. But there's trouble in paradise. Help Manny untangle himself from a conspiracy that threatens his very salvation. One of the most acclaimed adventure games of all time is now back, better than ever. Grim Fandango's epic story of four years in the life or death of Manny Calavera, travel agent to the dead, has been remastered to look sound and control even better than when it won GameSpot's Game of the Year award upon its original launch. Grim Fandango still stands as a classic of the genre with unforgettable characters and unique combination of film noir and Mexican folklore. So that is verbatim taken from the Grim Fandango remastered website. And I think it does a good job kind of setting up the plot of this game and also kind of talking about, you know, the the unique style. You know, this is a game very much about the afterlife, very much about death. Uh, and it, it has that Mexican folklore and that film noir look to it very, very much combined. And, you know, this has popped up in popular culture over the years. Uh, if you remember the film Coco uh, from Pixar, it also has that uh, Dea de los Muertes, uh, excuse my pronunciation there, uh, look and feel to it. And you start to see that in this too. It was developed in 1998. It was re-released in 2015 by LucasArts, and I totally missed it the first time around, despite being a huge fan of LucasArts and all of their games, not just their Star Wars titles, but Day of the Tentacle, Sam and Max, many other LucasArts uh, point-and-click games. Huge, huge fan of mine, and I was surprised that, you know, when this came out, I guess, you know, I would have been in middle school. I had a Mac but I didn't have a highly performant PC at the time. And this didn't show up on consoles until the re-release. So I guess it would make sense. I was very much a console gamer when I was younger. Uh, this would have been 1998. So I was playing PlayStation titles. I wasn't really playing computer games that much. So I get it. Um, according to Wikipedia, it is the first adventure game by LucasArts to use 3D computer graphics overlaid on pre-rendered static backgrounds. Uh, so that is definitely new for LucasArts. And if you recall, a lot of their old games had that hand-drawn look to it. So this is definitely a step into a new direction in terms of uh, graphics and overall design. As with other LucasArts adventure games, the player must converse with characters and examine, collect, and use objects to solve puzzles. So this very much speaks to my history playing LucasArts games. You know, this is very much an, an adventure game, point and click. And, you know, I started playing Maniac Mansion on the NES, you know, so this was my genre. I was all over this. 
I'm shocked that I missed it. Um, for the remastered version, this is the actual version that I have access to right now. Repainted high-res character textures, new dynamic lighting, classic score re-recorded with a full live orchestra, over two hours of exclusive developer commentary and concept art browser. So you get a nice little package here. But for the most part, I believe this is a true remaster. So they did do this uh, with Secret of Monkey Island and they did this with um, with Maniac Mansion Day of the Tentacle. And I believe with those games, those remasters, you can switch back to the old look and feel. I don't know if you can do this, but I'd be curious to find out. Uh, there's about 11 hours of gameplay here. So it's a substantial playthrough. Uh, that's according to um, howlongtobeat.com. The version that I have, I mentioned, uh, I have it on Vita. So this is interesting. This is kind of how it ended up on my backlog. I downloaded for free uh, through PlayStation Plus. So PlayStation Plus was your your paid membership for their online service. Um, I'm not a PlayStation Plus member anymore, so I don't know really if this is still happening. But you know, back in the day, 2014, maybe through 2017, I, I'm not sure. Maybe even earlier than that. There was this golden era where each month they had the most amazing free games available for PS3 and PS Vita. Uh, I believe PS4 eventually too. And I really took advantage of that. Again, I don't know if this is still happening. I don't know if it's happening, but the games aren't as good. I definitely felt like the game, the quality of the game started to like peter off. So I remember canceling my subscription because I didn't feel like I was getting value from the free games. Uh, but this completely destroyed my backlog. I was downloading every single game just so that I wouldn't lose them. Uh, and most of them went completely unplayed. So I don't know if you recall, but the PlayStation Vita had kind of a proprietary memory card. I think you can get around that now with some type of hardware hack uh, or some peripheral that you can buy. But at the time, you know, you needed to buy this expensive PlayStation Vita memory card that was proprietary to Sony. I ordered one off of bestbuy.com and they ended up sending me eight by accident. And I, you know, like, like a good human being, I wrote back to them and said, Hey, you really sent me way too many. Like they were expensive too. So I ended up with a ton of value in that person's mistake. Uh, so I emailed them and I said, Hey, you sent me way too many. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to bring it back to the store or send it back? Uh, and they wrote me back and said to keep them. Um, so I ended up filling, you know, six of these PlayStation Vita memory cards with these downloaded games. And, you know, I didn't add them to the 30 day, uh, backlog companion backlog challenge. Uh, there's so many games that, you know, are, are, I, I haven't played and I probably will never play, but I did add a couple of the big ones and Grim Fandango is certainly one of those. So what do you think? Should I revisit the glory days of LucasArts adventure games by way of Grim Fandango remastered? Do you think it should make the cuts? I would love to know your opinion. If you played it and you think that I should play it, skip it or ditch it. You can email me at Tom at video game podcasts.com or you can tweet me at yo power time. Y O power time. All right, so let's talk about backlog killers. I mean, there's no shortage of remakes and remasters in 2019. And that's really, really challenging as a gamer, especially if you lived through those eras, because there are so many games that you probably missed that you just didn't play because you didn't have the console or you didn't have a good PC. 
uh, or maybe you were just playing other games or fell off your radar, but you've heard about it over the decades as like, this is a must play title. And then here it is available for PlayStation 4 or Xbox or Nintendo Switch or Steam. And it's super affordable. I mean, many times these remasters are not $60. They're cheaper. So to pick up and play a, a full title uh, that you know has stood the test of time with improved graphics, really challenging to pass that up. And then they go on massive sales. So they ultimately become super cheap, right? To pick up these remasters after they've been on the market for you know six to 12 months. Um, so again, there's no shortage of these. And of course, there's definitely a big difference between the two. So I'm going to put Grim Fandango in the remastered category. And when I think about remastered games, I think about, you know, it's pretty much the same game just with up-res graphics, new textures, maybe some features that are quality of life improvements. I'll talk about one of those in a second. But for the most part, it's the same game. It's just running a lot better on a new console or an HD television. You know, so the scaling might look a little bit better. The textures might look a little bit better because you're looking at them on these huge screens or monitors. So Secret of Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle are two LucasArts games that I mentioned earlier as kind of getting this treatment. Lion King and Aladdin uh, collection just came out uh, not too long ago. Crash Bandicoot and Spyro also uh, received the remastered collection, the HD remastered collection uh, for PlayStation uh, and other consoles too. Um, Final Fantasy has been doing this pretty systematically, right? So we received a Final Fantasy VIII remaster not too long ago with new textures. Uh, there was a couple memes floating around there. Um, X and X2, 10 and 10.2, sorry. Uh, that released maybe four or five years ago. And I definitely recall when that remaster released, there was a huge graphic uh, improvement, right? The graphics improved significantly. Um, and that recently came out again on Switch. Uh, so now you can pick that up in even more places. Uh, and then 12, um, I think it's uh, the Zodiac Age. And that not only received the remaster treatment, but I'm pretty sure there's new job classes and there's a couple different added bonuses to revisiting Final Fantasy 12. Now, one of the things I really like about those remasters, um, again, HD remasters, but one of the things I really appreciate them adding is the ability to speed up gameplay and turn off random encounters. Um, very, very interesting additions. But, you know, one of the challenges of revisiting games now is they just take so much time uh, to complete and to invest, especially RPGs. So I love that these companies, when they're bringing out games, they are preserving the original game, but giving busy gamers like me the ability to kind of fast track their way through it if they want to just appreciate the story or if they played it, you know, 20 years ago, but they just want to go back and revisit it, uh, but revisit it without that huge time investment. Those quality of life improvements are really great. Resident Evil. Uh, so the Resident Evil series has received both remakes and remasters. Um, and those games, you know, like to be able to go back and play Resident Evil 4 on every single possible console, it's nice that you can definitely do that. Uh, it received a pretty substantial remaster on the Nintendo Wii. Uh, but then you have like Resident Evil and then Resident Evil 0, which, you know, I would I would call them remakes, you know, because it's it's a uh, using a new engine. Uh, there are new controls, you know, so there's a lot of different 
colored, you know, interpretations of what's a remake and what's a remastered. Um, I have Shadow of of the Colossus on my list. That's a game I've never played. I haven't purchased it, but there's a fantastic re uh, remaster of that game right now. I've been really itching to go back and play Halo. I'll be honest, guys. I, you know, I, I had so much fun playing Halo 1, 2, and 3 and Halo Reach uh, with my college roommates, my college dorm mates, uh, my housemates when I was living in South Philadelphia. After I graduated, you know, we used to play um, online Halo Reach and Halo 3 all the time. And the Halo Chief uh, remastered, you know, Halo Chief collection. I'm so attracted to that. And I would love to go back and revisit the story, revisit the music, revisit the gameplay. I, I just haven't pulled the trigger and I don't have an Xbox one. So that's another blocker too. Um, Okami HD. That's another game uh, from Capcom that I have. I believe it's on the list for Backlog Companion. So we'll be talking about that in the future. And I also have Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the list. So they received a pretty decent upgrade uh, re- master on the 3ds with 3d graphics but you know even if you turn the 3d off like the textures are really nice it's a it's a great way to play those games so if you're looking to revisit ocarina of time or majora's mask that's a great way to do it for sure um and then there are remakes you know remakes are really really challenging to pass up because of some of the substantial changes that they made to the game so when i think of a remake i think of a new engine new story new gameplay elements being added to it um, Link's Awakening is a really tough one to consider. You know, it is very much a remaster in the sense that they don't introduce a ton of new gameplay elements uh, and they don't introduce a ton of new story elements or new dungeons or anything like that uh, in the new uh, Nintendo Switch version. But it is a completely new graphics engine. Uh, the controls are substantially improved because you have more buttons to work with than on the original Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Uh, so I, I definitely think that this one's tough, but I would put it in the remake category. Uh, Resident Evil 2 remake, again, you know, brand new engine, brand new controls, almost a reimagining. Um, Final Fantasy VII's upcoming remake, you have Medieval, uh, which was just remade on PlayStation 4, and you have an upcoming Trials of Mana, which we just talked about uh, on the Secret of Mana episode. So that is Saiken Densetsu 3, which is getting a complete re re working, you know, remake treatment, uh, for upcoming consoles. Um, and then when you think about like reimaginings and kind of like reinterpretations of games, they exist too, but I think those are a whole different beast. So like, I'm not even going to get into that. Um, so I'm really curious, you know, what are some of the remakes, remastered reimaginings that are out there that you've been interested in playing, but you haven't really pulled the trigger on. I I'd love to know, you know, what's in your backlog do you pick these up do you have a lot of these just kind of stacking up on your desk uh or by your local uh console definitely let me know you can tweet me at yo power time yo power time i'd love to know what remakes and remasters you are playing these days so will grim fandango remastered make the cuts you can subscribe to backlog companion on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and follow along to find out if you want to advocate for a specific game, check out the list uh, or email me. You can head on over to backlogcompanion.com. There you will find my email address, tom at videogamepodcasts.com. I'd love to hear from you. In the absence of a Patreon account, if you want to support the show, feel free to just pass it on to a friend, uh, family member, Discord server, 
Reddit thread, you know, like if you think that it's relevant to share Backlog Companion with somebody else who might enjoy it, I would love for you to do so. Uh, be sure to pass on some actionable feedback to me if there's anything you want to hear in the show. And also, I'm really curious what's going to happen after the end of the 30 days. Should I continue the show? I'd love to know your thoughts. Thanks for traveling, companions. I will catch you on the next one.